0: spoke a lot to my to my life and really helped me out see things properly and uh so he gets to preach tonight and the thing with dr paul is is that he does kingdom here but he has a tv show he has a practice and he's really helping people really on a different level spiritually mentally and physically and it's a blessing to have this guy in this house sunday wednesday school of ministry And, um, you know, I'm just blessed. So he's going to be just, you know, giving it to you straight because he's a doctor. That's what doctors do, you know. So with that being said, Dr. Paul, come on up. Thank you, Pastor Say. Only about half of what he said was true. Praise the Lord. Um, As promised, I'm going to start a new series this morning. And quite frankly, it's about transition. Um, But it's specific to your health and wellness. Your health is your health. And before we even get into the subject, I have been lambasted in the body of Christ more about this subject that I'm going to talk to you about than any other subject I've ever talked about from the pulpit. But what you've got to realize is is that God has given each and every one of us a measure of health. I promise you, if you're breathing, you have a measure of health. Now, some people, and it's the minority, are born with congenital problems, right? You know, they they need uh, special care, special attention, so on and so forth. But the vast majority of the population, greater than 80%, has been given vitality, has been given a measure of health, that is yours to keep. Can I keep your health? Cannot do it. Can your husband or your wife keep your health? They cannot do it. But if you can begin to apply the kingdom principles to your health and your well-being, I assure you there's something on the inside of you that is designed to heal and repair your body. It is an amazing gift. It is a regenerative gift. It is a gift that is there that can stimulate the miraculous uh, to happen. And I've touched on different areas, and I'm going to go deeper into the subject because, number one, it's, it's really a strong calling on my life to help equip the saints with information that could keep you on this planet at a high level and a long, long time. Because there's no point in being here for a long, long time if you don't have the quality of your life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You will spend so much money and so much of your time on efforts that have nothing to do with your quality of life, and it just robs you of this incredible life. So many of us work so hard to get to that point of retirement, right? We get there, and we're just like, yes, I want to get to retirement. I'm going to, you know, spend time with my family. I'm going to travel. I'm going to do whatever. I worked a whole lifetime, and it's time for me to enjoy my life, but I have seen so many people who've gotten to that point in their life only to find out that they aren't going to make it much longer. I want to make sure that every person in this room understands that you have the ability to heal and repair yourself, and you only need two things, nature and nurture, and God's given you both. You've got to nurture yourself. You can't be so hard on yourself and so difficult. And it's all about the work and getting stuff done, and you know, working yourself to the bone and stressed out and all these kinds of things. That's not going to get you to where I'm talking about. The Bible's very clear about these subjects. You know, cast all your care upon Him, and you know, all of this stuff. And I've got lots and lots of scripture that I want to go into this morning. But really, what I want you to start to capture is. As you're aging, you got to understand the choices that you make matter. They matter. I'm telling you, if you want to live like you were 16 years old when you're 50, I promise you it isn't going to work out as well as you hope. And I'm thankful for the gifts of the Spirit. I'm thankful that people can have hands laid on them. They can recover and all that kind of stuff. But I also know that faith without works My faith to say I will be healthy without the corresponding action to support that is not going to happen. Let me read you some statistics here because they're important to hear. We in America have the highest cost of health care in the world. And we have almost the highest incidence of disease in the world. We are paying for the best and we're getting somewhere around the worst results in the world. 62% 62% now, this is going to get into my, your, your, your wallet now. 62% of all bankruptcies are due to a medical condition. 62% of all bankruptcies are due to a medical condition. There's a new disease that has been named, and the disease actually describes what you will get as a result of traditional Western medicine as your only option. It's called isotrogenic disorder or disease. You would have no opportunity to get these diseases that are called isotrogenic diseases without the medical treatment that you're receiving. So how many people have seen a uh, commercial for a drug, Right? You know, it's this beautiful scene, people out in the park, and nature, and it's so wonderful. And then the auctioneer comes on at the end, doesn't he? This may cost you. It's like half the commercial. Eh? And, 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 and death. I'll, I'll keep the rash. Thank you very much. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, the rash is good. Here, yeah. 85% of all chronic Ill, uh, spending, chronic illness spending, is on preventable lifestyle-related diseases. We are bankrupting not only our own lives because of the medical crisis and the statistic but we're also bankrupting our country based on an idea that we could get sick and then not make any lifestyle changes, but just accept the medicine. You see, God, God did not invent medicine. God invented food. He invited exercise. He, he invented, you know, peace and joy and love and, and all of these kinds of things, but so many of us cast all that off, and we don't put that on every day. We don't really think about the consequences of many of the, cho- the choices that we're making day by day by day. And some of you in the room are going, Well, oh, man, I made a lot of bad choices in my life, and I don't know what I can do. Praise the Lord for redemption. Praise the Lord that I can, I can repent of anything that I've done to bring any harm to my life or the lives of others or against God and his will for my life. I can just say, I repent of all that and I choose to go the other way. Because at the end of the day, if what you're doing as it relates to your health is not working, how many people know you need to make a change? Yeah. Yeah. You need to make a change. And that's what transition is all about. You really want to get into what transition is. It's all about the change. Too many times we pray to God for things to happen a certain way. We pray for our health. We pray for this. We pray for finances. We pray that our business will do well and all that kind of thing. Well, what you've got to realize is if you're asking God for something you don't have or you don't know and he reveals it to you, it's going to require change. Change is coming. So many of us don't realize that we're constant, the stimulus in our life is change. And then we continue to hold on to the way things have always been, and we get real rigid about it. And it's like, no, this is the way life is. But what you don't quite realize is, is by holding your life right where it is, you're resisting the change that's happening all around you. The answers that are, I mean, God wants to get to you. There's more than laying on of hands to get health. I assure you of that. There is a way that you can live every day of your life to take care of this temple. Between the years 2017 and 2023, the chronic illnesses will cost and chronic illness itself will increase by 42%. This is unheard of. This is unsustainable. And so when you start to see the evidence that's coming down the pike, the ones that will stop and go, well, like, wow, that is not acceptable, it's not going to matter whether you think it's acceptable for those people out there. The question is, is is it acceptable to you? Are you going to be part of that statistic? Healthcare is 17.9% of our gross domestic product. And do you realize that in just 1960 it was only 5%? This is growing at a rate that is astronomical. Astronomical. The cost of not being able to work, what is that worth? That's huge. The cost of not participating in family events, the cost of living in a long term nursing care home. My first job in healthcare was at a at a nursing home. Two hundred and fifty bed facility. I was the administrator of the nursing home. And I witnessed so many people in that place, they were healthy on one day, they slipped and they fell and they broke their hip, and then the next week they're looking at facing long-term health care for the rest of their lives. The very first thing, if you've not been brought through this process with a family member or whatever, the very first thing they do is they get power of attorney over your finances and over your, your, your medical care. Immediately, you go from one day of complete freedom, eating with your own silverware, sitting in your own living room, doing what you choose to do every day, and getting put into a room with someone you don't know, nurses coming and going, no choices of what you're going to eat, no choices of when you're going to get a bath, no choices whatsoever. This can be averted. This can begin to change. And it can begin to change right here, right now. Forty dollars to $50,000, and I hope you're all prepared for this, will be spent in your last year of, of health in just for your health care. $40,000 to $50,000. So if you're married, just double the number. That's what it's going to cost for your health care in the last year of your health. But there's hope. I am telling you there is tremendous hope because you've got to realize, and I'm going to jump a little bit ahead and then I'm going to really nail this next week, but you've got to understand that every person was born from the dust of the earth. Why is that important? Because that's where your food comes from. Your food does not come in a box. Your food does not come with a brand or a label on it. Your food should be whole. It should be alive. It should be food that is designed that as you eat it, it begins to provide the essential nutrients that your body knows exactly what to do. I assure you, if, if the majority of your food is coming from the middle of the grocery store, it does not qualify as food as God would say food is. God made food in a whole form. And that food in the middle of the grocery store, uh, and you can't count the the donuts on that side, praise the Lord. I know that's on the outside. Enjoy a donut every once in a while. Seriously, I do. Um, But don't make that your daily lifestyle. Eat alive food. There's a study that was done. It's called the Blue Zone Study. I encourage all of you to get the book. Read it. It's simple to understand. They did a worldwide study, and they said, we want to know who's living the longest, and we want to know who's living with the highest quality of life with the longevity. In the, in the cities that they, they found, what, and I'm going to mispronounce some of these, were Barbagia, Sardinia, Icaria, Greece, Okinawa, Japan, Nicoya, Pensacola, uh, I'm sorry, Nicoya, Pinnacola, Costa Rica, and Loma Linda, California. These were the places as they looked everywhere, all through the world, and they said these are the places that are, are, people are living the longest and with the highest quality of life. And you think, oh man, you know, I want to know what those things are that they were doing, amen? Don't you want to know? Well, I wanted to know. Came down to diet, exercise, community, and purpose. Every subset of those populations had a high degree of eating a whole food diet, which intermittent fasting, by the way, was a huge, huge deal as a part of that that diet. And that just means you're not eating after 6 p.m. and you're not going to eat again until noon. I would die. No, you wouldn't die. And it was plant-based, majority of their food. And they also stopped eating when they were full. They, in all cases, as soon as they weren't hungry anymore, they stopped eating. The other one was exercise and relaxation. They were active every day. It's been published worldwide. If you can get to 10,000 steps a day, you're going to do pretty well. But you've also got to be able to sleep. You've got to be able to sleep. That's where your body actually does surgery on you when you're sleeping. That's the regeneration. It's the subconscious that just totally takes over and does things that are just absolutely uh, 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 miraculous. But also, the third thing was the sense of community, which included a place of worship. All of them had a place of worship that they went to. All of them had a strong sense of community, meaning that they had a tribe that they belonged to, and it was strong. And then that fourth one, having a sense of purpose, having a reason to get up every single day, having something to do that brought meaning, that brought something to not only themselves, but to others as well. So you can check that out. But now I want to get into the Scriptures. Because there's an answer to every problem. I don't care what it is. If you are looking for an answer as it relates to your health, if you are looking for ways to uh, ensure that you're going to have uh, long health and, and longevity and, and high quality of life, high energy in your life, these things don't happen by accident. They don't happen by accident. And I want to also clue many of you in who are thinking, well, but my parents had, right? Genetics. Genetics is old now. The the, the idea of genetics being determinism is an old, old concept that has been almost completely dismissed. There's now something that they've discovered, and I would encourage you to, to read the book Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton, He's a microbiologist that discovered something called epigenetics. Epigenetics means that every cell in your body has cognitive function. It's interpreting the environment that it's in. And it will determine whether a genetic expression gets turned on or turned off. There is such incredible intelligence in your body and it's all God designed. But if we don't look at the warning signs along the way and we're not mitigating against the risks that we could be mitigating against, we have to expect that our bodies are not going to be able to keep up with many of the changes that are occurring. 3 John 1-2. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health. And that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Which means it's all going to happen right here in your soulish realm. Your mind, your will, your emotions, that is what's driving behavior. That is what's, you know, gonna, here comes the stimulus, and then how am I going to respond to that? Most of your responses are going to be uh, uh, automatic. You're not even thinking about it. You're just going through your day, and you're going from here, and you're going from there, and you're not quite realizing how, the, how you're responding to the stimulus that's out there. And a lot of times the choices that we make, they're almost like subconscious. It's just like I get home, I do this, I do that. I fall into this rut, and then I sit down, and then I you know, get bored, and then I get hungry. I, I, I have a plan early in the morning that, hey, uh, as soon as I get home from work, I'm going to take the, that walk that I, I decided I'm going to take. And then you get home, and you're like, get busy, and you're like, oh, I don't feel like it. I just don't feel like it, right? And it's like, I don't want anybody in here feeling condemned. If you think that I act every single time I say I should act, you've lost your ever-loving mind. I don't. I absolutely don't. But there's also something in the Blue Zone study that was talking about an 80-20 rule. That 80% of the time, I am going to do it. 20% of the time, I might not. And that could have to do with my diet, that could have to do with my exercise, that could have to do with how I'm going to deal with stress that day, all kinds of things. But you've got to understand, this is going to begin in the soul. Everything you're ever going to become in this life, healthy, sick, prosperous, poor, I wouldn't care what it was, it's going to begin in the soul. And if you can begin to start to make the, the definition of your life, which gets into purpose, I promise you, you can start getting up and you can start making all new choices. There's nothing to stop you from obtaining a healthier life uh, in, in, no matter what age, no matter what health condition you are in. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. says, do, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and is given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself for you... For, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with what? With my body. Man, it is quiet in here this morning. Quiet in here this morning. But I'm here to save the quality of your life. I have seen too many, I mean men and women of God, ...who were called by God and had their lives shortened. Had their ministry lives shortened. Why? Because of their physical health. It it seems strange to me sometimes that in a church we tend to talk about spiritual things... ...and then we over-spiritualize things, certain things... ...that would have to do with things that might affect things that I want in my life, physically... But without this physical life, I assure you, you could have tremendous gifts on the inside of you, but they could be cut short. And I want to make sure that that is prevented. Romans 12, 1 through 3. And it says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Because of all he has done for you, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you're thinking. Then you will learn to know God's will for your life which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because the privilege and authority God has given to me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think of yourselves as better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given to us. And I just want to encourage it. There's example after example in the Bible. There was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that said, we are not going to eat this food. Remember? We're not gonna follow your customs, and we're not eating that food. There's a lot to be learned here. There's a lot to look at and to begin to evaluate your life. Is this the life you have chosen, or is this the life you're settling for? First Timothy 4 7 through 9. It says spend your time and energy in training yourself. For spiritual fitness, physical exercise has some value, but spiritual exercise is much more important for it promises a reward in both this life and the next. This is true, and everyone should accept it. So I'm not just talking about physical exercise. I'm talking about mental exercise, physical exercise, spiritual exercise, emotional exercises. I'm talking about environmental exercises. Getting out into my world and making sure that, hey, this is my business. Hey, this is what I'm going to do. Hey, I've decided that it's not working anymore. I'm going to start to transition. I'm going to start to change. I'm going to start to recognize what's working in my life and what's not working in my life so I can live a life like Christ said that I could live. He came that I might have life and have it how? More abundantly. More abundantly than what? Than it was five minutes ago. I can choose anything I choose to do in my life. But again, most of what we're doing in a day is not so much conscious as much as it is kind of these deep rooted cravings and, and different things that we don't learn how to overcome in our lives. How many people could move more in a day? I'm raising my hand. How many people could eat better in a day? Praise the Lord. And I'm not talking about perfect. I'm talking about better. I'm talking about finding things that work for you. And listen, I'm not a big proponent on diets. I'm a big proponent for live it's. Because die it's versus live it's. Yeah, hey, now you got it. There's no diet. Listen, I'm talking about a lifestyle here. I'm talking about getting up, and, and I mean studying the Word of God, praying every day, meditating on the Word of God, getting out and having a sense of purpose, making sure that I'm giving my body what it needs to do what I need it to do. I'm talking about those kinds of things. I'm talking about living a whole life, protecting the things that may cost you the most. Proverbs 14.30 A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. A peaceful heart being peaceful. I mean at the core of my being. I'm not talking about at the service level and I'm having a good moment here. I'm talking about at the deepest level of myself, peace is there. Peace is there. And whenever I look at what someone else has that I don't have, right? Peace is there. And it gives me health in my body. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 29 says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take on my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So Jesus is saying, don't carry all these burdens yourself. Even a diagnosis from the doctor is not The final answer to your problem. I promise you, I wouldn't care what the problem is. There is an answer to that problem. There is something out there that you could begin to say, you know what? All I do know is, is that my physical body is not doing what it is should be doing right now, and now that I can name that thing, now I can do something about it. I can do something about it. And there is so much to be done and what we're learning through things like this Blue... And this Blue Zone study is a, a new study. I mean, it's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, probably millions of people that they've studied uh, over the years that they did this. But the simplicity of eating a healthier diet, eating, uh, having more exercise with the balance of relaxation, having the sense of community and spirituality and belonging... And having that sense of purpose, I promise you, if you can find ways to improve those areas of your life, you are going to find improvement in every area of your life. Proverbs 3, 7 through 8. Don't be impressed with all your wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn your back on evil. And then you will uh, gain renewed health, And vitality. If I was the devil, and thank God that I'm not, but if I was, one of the very first things I would do is I would separate people from the ground. And how I would do that is I would highly process all their foods. I remember when I first started getting into this healthy living kind of education, I remember uh, several instructors telling me, well, you got to realize when you start to change your diet, you're, you're going to become like hyper aware. You're, you're going to become aware of things that you weren't aware of before. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? What are you talking about? But I'm telling you, the more I fed this body, what God designed to go in this thing, and I'm not just talking about food. I'm talking about my thoughts. I'm talking about my food. I'm talking about stuff that's going to enter into this temple. And I started to really start taking that seriously. My spiritual walk went like this. I started becoming aware of who God was and who I was in dimensions I didn't even know were possible. But you're a whole person. You are a spirit that lives in a body that has a soul. And because of that, you've got to realize you're more than just the spirit. Yes, your spirit is going to get you up. Yes, your spirit knows how to, how to regenerate you. And, and, I mean, it is the part of you that's going to carry on forever and ever and ever. But this soul that you have inside of you is kind of like this, this, this tipping point of, of choice. Because the spirit is pure. The flesh is weak, but this soul can start to make some choices to lead the, the, the spirit, to lead the, the body into a direction of whole health and healing. I'm going to close with this scripture. I'm not going to get to them all today. If you want to come back for second service and get a second dose of this, I'm going to be hopefully completing this today, the introduction to this. But in Isaiah 58, 11, it says, the Lord will guide you continually, watering your life when you are dry and keeping you healthy too. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring, and so There's a few points here, and then I'm going to close this service, but the Lord is going to continue to provide you guidance in your life. He's going to begin to say, hey, we're we're going to put some safety rails in on your life here, and we want you to feel that safety rail so you don't go off the, the deep end. And so as you start to notice things in your body, I would ask you to start paying attention to what those things are you could also start to pay attention to what the causes of that is in your body. Instead of just treating the problem, you could actually get to the cause. The last thing I'll say is this. There is no drug or surgery that can cure you of any disease, yet we will spend billions and billions of dollars on these things. When the very nature of every human being that has been created by God has the ability to heal and repair itself through the right balance of nature and of nurture. This is the miracle in the body. And I will say this about drugs. Take them as prescribed until you can get to where it is that you, you can get off them. And there are ways to do that, but work with your medical provider, not against. And you've got to realize that those drugs that you are taking could cause the isotrogenic disorder longer term by staying on that and, and not applying the lifestyle end of that thing to help your body heal and repair itself you're a miracle designed for miracles and they happen every single day and I want to bring a word of encouragement to every single one of you this is not a condemning word this is a word of transition It's time to change. It's time to become aware of what's working in our lives and what's not working in our lives. And once we become aware of what's not working, praise the Lord, go after it with everything you've got and say, you know what, it doesn't matter if I fall down 500 times trying to get up over this mountain, I am going to the other side. Praise the Lord. So, hallelujah. I know it's a challenging word. Uh, I know it affects us at, at the core of our being. I know that there are many of you in this room that are dealing with health issues, health crises. I don't want to bring condemnation. I want to bring you hope. And over the next, we'll see how long this goes, I'm going to be bringing a lot of information that you could start to apply to your life every single day, okay? So let's just bow our heads this morning. I just want to make sure that the number one reason that we're here to keep us healthy and well is Jesus Christ. He made a way where there seemed to be no way. And he is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. He is the word of God that created us and everything that we need to live these healthy and this vital life. He's the giver of purpose. He's the giver of the nutrients. He's, he's everything that we need all wrapped up in one. And he has supplied all of our needs in accordance with his wondrous riches and glory by Christ. And we just thank you this morning for your word, Father God, over our lives, for all of your creation, Lord God, that is there and designed, Father God, to reproduce after its own kind and, I mean, grow and develop and mature us, Father God. And I just thank you, Father God, that every person in this room has an awakening, Father God, to who they are in Jesus Christ, that they can choose anything that they want in their life and that your word, Lord God, will become such a transformational power in their life to see life as you see it, Father God. I just want to make sure everybody's heart is right this morning. We're going to say the sinner's prayer. I want to invite you, if you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, now is your time. If you want to come back to Christ, now is your time. Great health and wellness choice right here, right now, because by his stripes you were healed. So let's say this prayer together this morning. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I make you the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen. Hey, keep your heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment. If you said that prayer this morning, you meant it with all your heart, you either came back to Christ or you're coming to Christ for the first time, just slip up your hand, acknowledge that to God. Hallelujah, I see those hands, I see those hands, I see those hands. You can put them down. Praise the Lord, eyes open, looking around. I didn't get to everything in the introduction. Come back for second service. You'll get the whole thing. Listen, do what you can. Just do what you can. Don't beat yourself up. Just start doing what you can. Start making those choices every day to live a healthy life. God bless you all. And if you need prayer, we'll be here uh, at the altar as well. God bless.